folks. Happy Friday. You're now listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm here in San Francisco's Mission District. I'm Global Val. Of course, Diamond Dave's here. Hi, Dave. Hey, uh, hey Val. It looks like an interesting, stimulating, educational, enlightening, and a great time is going to be had by all right here I mean, we all come from our various ways just why it's been a zigzag journey a spiral dance and uh, i couldn't help but think of it we'll play it at the appropriate time grateful dead i'm talking about jerry garcia just walking in the mission in the rain i know that's your favorite rainy day song it is just walking in the mission in the rain like we've done so many times before Somebody called my name, just turned my head when somebody called my name, just walking in the mission in the rain. And I've just been walking down 24th Street, and that's exactly what happened. And so it was Diamond Dave, and I looked, I said, we're going, we're going to do the show, and we're going to talk about a number of things, including the League of Pissed Off Voters is coming through, and they're sitting here right, right here with me. Why don't, uh, why don't you guys identify yourself, and your sons too, we're child friendly, we're child friendly. Diamond family. Dave, say hello. Diamond Dave. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's little miniature Diamond Dave. This is Mark from the League saying what's up? Diamond Dave. <laughs> this is Julian. Really glad to be here also with the League of Pissed Off Voters. The League of Pissed Off Voters. We could say that free. The League of Pissed Off Voters. And is that right? Did I see it somewhere? That it's now your 21st time of putting out this? 21st one. Can you believe that? Ever since 2004. Um, and, you know, and it hasn't been 21 years. It's just California's democracy is so messed up that sometimes we have three elections a year. That's what I'm <laughs> thinking Wild. about. 21st voter guide. Oh, my goodness. 21st so old voter guide. I missed one since old. Old enough to look for And I always look That's forward to civic it. civic dedication, folks. Listen Political to the... nerdery at its finest. That's right. Hey, somebody's got to do it. And also fun. 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 I went to your first, I think your first gathering, where you're beginning to talk about all these propositions. How many city propositions are there? Uh, I believe it's 24. 24. State? 16. And if you've taken a look... And one regional as well. Don't forget Prop RR, the BART board, which all the counties oh, have to vote right, on. It's that's a, right. It's a bond to raise money for BART, so all of the nine counties that are part of BART have to That's raise right. Money. I was looking for it. Plus, hmm. uh, plus uh, uh, endorsing various candidates that are done with the people. Is that right? So basically over 50 things on the ballot this time around. Oh, we my count goodness. count the uh, 42 propositions and at least you know, 10 to 15 candidates, depending on where you live. So And you call wild. this a cheat seat. A cheat sheet, I guess it is. What you're not cheating if you don't have this. If you have something, don't have something in this hand, and wildly trying to figure it out. And I have the books here. There's two books that the government, the government puts out, state and local, and they're page after page after page. I challenge anybody to get through all that. But luckily, yeah, the the city of San Francisco, uh, the voter information pamphlet and sample ballot. Um, I'm looking, and it, the last page number I see here is 313. Oh, my goodness. Wow. 313. That's only one. <laughs> That's only the city. And That's the, only the city and the state. I don't know. The state's pretty pretty big, too. And every special interest. Yeah, a couple hundred pages. It has some money, and there's millions of dollars going into this. Special interests galore are spending, as they did, uh, millions of dollars to get propositions passed that they made as complicated as possible. Remember, our, your first, our first conversation when we were there at that punk rock joint 
Right. So we were at the Parkside with our first Parkside. endorsement meeting. And this is such a huge ballot that uh, we were working since June on this. And we were doing research on this before we even knew what was going to be on the ballot for sure. And before, definitely before everything got letters. So we were talking about at that meeting that Diamond Dave came to, talking about Prop X1, X2, X3, X4. And, uh, you know, we had to split into two endorsement meetings. And so we researched for a few months and then finally presented our recommendations to the, to the, uh, the collective at large, which Diamond Dave came to that meeting. And I remember him saying, uh, you know, why is there so much stuff on the ballot? None of it makes any sense. Isn't there an over, a simplification committee? Can't we simplify it? And I think that's what we tried to do is be a progressive decoder ring. That's exactly what it should be. Byzantine thing that, that's, that's 500 pages that Val is hefting over there. I am hefting. <laughs> and there's like, I believe there's 400,000 eligible voters here in San Francisco. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Now, how many will get that far down the ballot? They got Trump and Hillary we'll and Tom. We'll see. I mean, that's, that's really why we didn't make uh, an endorsement in um, the presidential race, actually, for our ballot. We just, which I think is a good tactical move for yeah. us because people, that's what's taking up all the air in the room. Everyone's talking exactly. about the presidential shit show instead of the local things which matter. Like, no one knows who's caring about the, the TV shows they're watching all the time. No one knows that Vote 16 is on the ballot. 16 and 17-year-olds might be able to get the right to vote in the city and county of San Francisco. 16-year-olds, then. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I watched the, the progress 16. of that. I happened to be at the meeting of the Board of Soups. Where the kids came, the youth, uh, the youth commission came, and all these kids came and spoke very eloquently and very well. They prepared their remarks, of course, about 16 years old. And I said, that's a good idea, but I don't think that can happen. But here it is on the ballot. That's, what prop is that? That's F. Yeah. Yeah, that's Prop F, and I think it speaks to the what uh, I think the league here in San Francisco has always been about, which is recognizing that political power starts at the local level and political innovation starts at the local level. All of that happens here in the city in places like San Francisco. Nothing, uh, politics is not top down, it's truly bottom up, and when it's done well and right, it starts with people that are just like the people in this room here at Mutiny Radio, and, uh, and it spreads out across the city, and we have the power to do things like ensure that youth that are such a huge and vital part of the city have the opportunity to weigh in on the issues that affect them and I think affect them more and more in this day and age where we see the city transforming and changing and becoming more difficult for young people. Um, and so I always, when I get pushed back, I get pushed back a lot from people who are like, oh, the, our system's broken, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to argue you at the national level. I choose to vote at that level, but if you don't, I understand why. But locally, you can't make that argument because a couple hundred votes can decide whether we have something like paid sick leave for everybody in the city, you know, or, or whether our youth can vote or any number of other issues. And so that's why I think we spend so much time trying to put this together, is recognizing that democracy is a pain in the ass everywhere. There's problems with it here in this city, but I wouldn't say it's broken because we've been able to do some really awesome things locally, and it's always a fight. But um, but you can really transform the fabric of a city and make it more livable for more people. So and the point I talk about 400,000 people who are eligible to vote. A lot of them won't even get down because they say, what, I can't, yeah, I didn't say they were all, so, uh, whatever, I think I had more nuance. But the fact is, when I looked at them back then, and as a man who's fairly literate, a man who's been political for quite some many decades. Amen. And I looked at that, I said, why? Well, a lot of those, I said, what? And you put it out. Some of those are purposely complicated. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I oh, I, I love those real complicated ones that, like, have, you know, four different negatives in the sentence. Like, if you vote t 
for this. You are voting against the um, measure that would remove the uh, other measure. That, you know, I, I mean, it really is complex. And if you if you're not um, used to reading um, any you know any of this type of stuff, it it can really be off putting. But I like your point, Julian, about you know um, affecting change at the at definitely at the local level because we we do see um, uh, democracy in action in San Francisco for sure, even if the national uh, stage is um, seems to be uh, preset. And if people actually get involved, if you know, how we can reach out, and they could reach in, and we can find one another. I was involved in the first uh, district election fight, out of which uh, came Harvey Milk and so much, so much others. We had a community congress where the various community groups got together to come up with what the boundaries of these districts would be. Eleven districts. Before that, remember, uh, remember if you do, so all those, those board of supervisors were elected at large. Right, right. One election would be six, and the next election would be five but you voted for six or five but in fact they were all controlled by mostly controlled by downtown interests right, uh, Jim Morrison was one who was stuck in he was the people's guy otherwise they came and they gone Right, and that, that, that had super, you know, that's why it's so important for us to have, I mean, there's a lot, I mean, that's going back a long time, Diamond Dave, and well, I respect your man. institutional memory about that, because you have a lot of people who are moving here and have only been here for a few years, and that's really what the guide helps them do that, is kind of extend that institutional memory and explain why it's important to have district elections. You know, when you have at-large elections for supervisors, the top vote-getters, the ones who spend the most money and have the most citywide recognition, like people like Angela Alioto, are the ones who will get, um, you know, elected. You wouldn't, mm -hmm. with citywide supervisors, you wouldn't have a Jane Kim or a Chris Davis or John Avalos or Any of those, that's for sure. Yeah. So we had that battle, we lost it, and then we got after the death of uh, Harvey Milk, we lost it again, uh, people got scared, but then we got it back, and it's uh, it's here for good now, 11 district supervisors. And, and speaking of that, as if we're going to jump into some of the local things, we're talking about, you know, how government is actually set up in the city, and one of the, one of the measures here on the local ballot um, that the league has endorsed with with just a yes, not a hell yes or a hell yeah, um, as some sometimes you do. Um, but the but Prop H, um, which uh, purports to create a public advocate, which is a new um, elected position in San Francisco um, that that would serve uh, four-year terms, uh, have a staff of uh, a minimum of four and possibly up to like 22 people um, to put in to place as sort of a, a check on, um, on city government and complaints and things. Um, I'm not really convinced by this one. Do you, do you guys have um, a little bit more behind uh, the argument to support this one? Yeah, let me pull up. Here, grab the mic. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just talking right. to the mic there. The mic, then we can all hear you. <laughs> yeah, so Prop H would be to create a, a city, uh, I'm sorry, a public advocate. Yeah, right. We, we actually didn't give it a lot of ink as well. Um, but, yeah, it's a public advocate. So uh, um, right now we have a very mayor strong city and what that means is that the mayor gets to appoint uh, exactly. a lot of uh, a lot of members of the commissions and that even that even having um supervisorial appointments to commissions it's a very executive branch powerful thing think willie brown uh, appointing all the members to commissions and everything rubber stamping him and so we've really had this fight in the city to take some of that power back from the strong mayor and this is one of the uh that's one of the uh, one of them right the, the other one is let's elect our elected officials which is about um the mayor's appointing the new supervisors so like you know willie brown appointing the majority of the Board of Supervisors when he was mayor in the 90s. Um, so the public advocate basically makes a position that is kind of like, um, I, 
think other cities do have it, and uh, it's this position that New York has one for, who's been very powerful. It goes back to Laguardia. Bill De Blasio was uh, yeah, the public yeah, advocate. Yeah, and, and, and I have some. Uh, uh, this is a little ink from our online guide, and this is just a quick plug. Um, the LeagueSF.org uh, on our front page. The voter guide is just all there. We have 16,000 words worth of information and research. Okay. When I hand out the voter guide, I always say thoroughly researched and thoroughly biased, so you understand <laughs> what you're getting. It really is thoroughly researched, but um, it's based on New York's um, public advocate. Last year, they were able to secure an additional 4.6 million for rape crisis centers. They tripled the previous year's funding there. They saved taxpayers 170 million after an investigation that they led on technology contracts. So it really is a watchdog that is not just keeping people honest, but has the power to to um, put into you know to start a process of redirecting funds where it should go or where it should have been initially or where it shouldn't go. So it can be a really powerful thing. And yeah. the public advocate, you have to see it in conjunction with several more on here, or the exciting pro or where, where is it? with several more on this, which will uh, uh, which will take the ability to appoint uh, appoint uh, when there's uh, supervisors to be appointed to. Take Take that away and elect it. Or that's Proposition D. Oh yeah, Prop D. Yeah. And yeah, then there's D. another one. So that that's the, so is that so if um, like if a supervisor leaves office before the end of term, as of, as it is now, the mayor gets to ha, gets to appoint a, someone in yeah. in their place. But so Prop D would change that so that if somebody did leave their their office, um, that we'd have to wait until the next, or would there be a special election? There would be an election. Special election. A certain period of time that it would. You know, it, it could stay vacant, um, but there would be a special election that we would actually get to make that decision. So I think it's really important to recognize when you have something like a supervisor, we have 11, and if you have one or going away and the mayor gets to appoint their replacement, um, generally speaking, being an incumbent is a hugely is a huge advantage when the election actually comes, especially if you're an incumbent for a year or two. Um, and so this would make it so that we'd actually have the ability to, that it wouldn't just be a straight up appointment, that we would actually have the opportunity to say, hey, that seat's open. We got to choose it in the first place. There's no reason we shouldn't get to choose it. Any ins and outs? 2002 was the last year that District 4 had an at-large, or an open election. So we're talking, you know, all the people that are appointed, Fiona Mong, Katie Tang, yeah, These are all that's my appointed. district. Yeah. Gavin Newsom was appointed, and so basically, what right. happens is you vote for somebody. You don't vote for somebody. The mayor appoints them. They they cruise to re-election almost all the time. Yeah, incumbents have that advantage. Except like when Peskin came back, he Christensen did. had been the uh, right. uh, the appointed person. He was he was backed heavily by the the mayor, but Aaron Peskin is a powerful human being who knows how to gather his, his general, troops, general. And, uh, gather his troops, he knows who owes who, and uh, Peskin rolled right in, and Christensen, backed by the mayor, appointed by the mayor, it was uh, for, uh, as very District unusual three. circumstances yeah. came through. That's right. Also, Christine Olaghi in District 5 was not reappoint, uh, was not reelected, but that was kind of because um, the mayor went against her. Exactly. Uh, I remember, and I knew her well. Election. And then yeah. uh, now Proposition M also is to reduce the power of the mayor, uh, is, is to, um, uh, and to have a... Uh, 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 proposition N. M is uh, rather than the Housing Commission, the... Uh, what what did they talk about about M? Yeah, so uh, currently, um, yeah, this is also a poison pill uh, proposition that'll kill the really fucked up propositions P and U, the realtors profit off of affordable housing. Um, so that's a really messed up one that we really want to torpedo. And so Prop M not only has a poison pill for that, um, but it's also, you know, has accountability. We have this housing and development uh, offices that basically, you know, don't really have a lot of public... Um, 
a public accountability in terms of being accountable by the, the Board of Supervisors. And so um, basically there's not, there would be a citizen's commission to overcome those departments. So there's, there's, there's kind of these, um, the person who's been mayor for the past 20 years is really Willie Brown. And really the person who's been the mayor is Steve Kava, who's the chief of staff of Gavin Newsom and Ed Lee. And uh, you know he basically says, okay, we'll make all these decisions in the Office of Economic and Workforce Development and the mayor's office of housing and community development. And they report directly to the mayor and no, there's no civilian commission. There's no board and supervisors appointed commission. So this would create um, that, civi that civilian commission that would have some of the members be appointed by the board of supervisors, some by the mayor, and then one by the controller. And they would hire the directors for those departments, which is the same way it works for ethics, the same way it works for uh, other you know, commissions that have um, you know, th th civilian oversight commissions over government departments. So that's Prop M. That's so M. So anyway, I don't yeah. know if we have time. Now let's uh, do, and uh, anyway. Can, how can I ask you a question, Diamond Dave? Of course. What do you think about the soda tax? Well, the soda tax, I am uh, personally, where is it here? It's Prop V. It's on the second column. Prop, prop, prop V. Mm -hmm. I got, uh, now, I, now I drink soda, so I have a personal thing there. And the soda tax, I guess I'm willing to pay it. I'm not sure where it goes. I see all these kind of fake, uh, but no on V on my on the corner stores, as if as if they're going to be uh, as if they're going to be personally paying a lot of ta more tax, which is not true, right? That's right. And all of that, and the soda tax. I know the people. Some of the people were b b back the last time out. In fact, uh, I was just thinking about thinking of Roberto Vargas as I walked mm -hmm. through. He was a good friend of mine back in the day when I first rolled the mission, the 70s. In fact, we did a lot of work together. And his son Ariel did a lot of work about the soda tax. Oh, yeah. And Val, what do you think of the soda tax? How do you feel about it? You know, I, I don't have a real strong um, feeling about it either way. I mean, it, it looks like this tax is, is being, um, it's going to be the responsibility of the distributors, not necessarily the retail, um, right, right. It, you know, um, retailers. Right. Um, you know, I, I think that the, the, the idea of having taxes on soda is, I mean, it's similar in the same vein of having taxes on, on tobacco, right? Right, right? It's more of a statement about public health. Yeah. than anything well, and, yeah not just a statement but having a real outcome like tax on cigarettes make people buy less cigarettes oh, right oh God. right now, I'm, a, I'm a smoker as you know well you know. maybe not rich hippies like you that's all i need each day to get through my day do i, I need to do i need a, do i need food thanks for that cookie they uh, ryan <laughs> yeah. thanks so for the sandwich those but are good but cigarettes so yeah, I see dave lives on coffee and cigarettes i don't know he's, he's 78 this well, year he's gonna be 79 next month you're a unique star Next. He is. He and, is. Uh, and so I see $2 a pack being add, added to the cigarette tax. The soda yeah. tax, I can tell you, the $2 I mean, a pack. I really have to struggle with my with my uh, moral about I understand it. Mm -hmm. I understand it's good. I understand the health. Thing. <coughs> yeah. I'm 78 years old, <laughs> 79, so it's kind of too late for me. If it hasn't gotten me already, I don't think it will, maybe. Yeah. Right, but yeah. Just look yeah. at me. The kids that are walking by you on the street when you blow the smoke out of that. I know you don't do that, because, but some people well, do. Well, I don't know. But getting back to this Prop V, you know, taxing Sorry. the distribution of, of sugar-sweetened beverages, um, you know, it's also creating uh, a 16-member advisory committee to kind of evaluate the impact of the tax on, on, yeah. on, on beverage pricing and, and consumer behavior and public health and stuff. I mean, for me, it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like creating a little bit more 
it's also creating that bureaucracy, right? Um, yeah. You know, kind of in, increasing our city our city taxes. And I don't know, maybe, I just think maybe there's another way for us to um, approach as a city uh, the idea of public health. Uh, yeah, well, it, it's... Um if you look at the other, so our, our legislation is copied word for word from Berkeley, and the study from there is that soda, um, you know, diabetes, type 2 diabetes disproportionately affects communities of color. Yes. Uh, where they don't have, maybe they have soda at the corner store or whatever, and they are, uh, soda drinking has gone down in Berkeley, water drinking has gone up. Um, they passed it nationwide in Mexico. Um, uh, it's like a peso a liter or something like that. Interesting. And, and uh, they passed that in 2013. Since 2014, um, you know, soda use and water drinking has gone up and soda drinking has gone down in, in poor communities. And so I well, think it is very similar to the cigarette tax, which is you have a sin tax kind of argument is, yes, it's regressive to tax uh, uh, groceries, quote unquote, but it's not like we're taxing, you know, uh, happy meals or food. It's soda, which the problem with soda and the problem with apple juice is you can keep drinking, drinking, there's no fiber in it and your body will never tell you you're full. Whereas if you have like 10 milkshakes, you're not going to make it past the second. Milk. Well, you're kind of, uh, you're kind of <laughs> preaching mm, milkshakes. the choir. Yeah. Um, I, and I see that for sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, it is uh, sugar in just in the American diet alone. But I mean, Mexico, you're saying um, I, I, I did hear about that. Uh, going into effect Coca-Cola as well. Grande. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 just it, we're just kind of inundated by sugar in our in our society. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've I certainly have, have had people uh, close to me with uh, diabetes, um, people who have died because of type two diabetes, you know, lifestyle. Yeah. And so if it can set a kind of precedent where soda becomes less accessible, um, you know, and maybe it helps people avoid uh, that long, arduous path of, of bad health, then I, I definitely support the notion behind it. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure how I'm going to be voting on this one for well, sure. Said, uh, well, let me put it this way. A number of these things... I supported things, it last time. A lot, of, a lot of the <laughs> measures you said yes and no on the, on the League of Pissed Off Voters voter cheat sheet are, 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 are measures where the opposition to what you're saying are putting millions and millions of dollars in right. to get them defeated. So to the soda lobby, $14 million right. to get I open my mailbox and Judas Priest, what's this all about? Well, I know what it's all about. <laughs> and the tobacco tax will be coming up. And yeah, go, but all these things. So we get, so this be the pissed off voters guide. It is the league, the league sf.org uh, for the full online. Well, just to jump back to Val said it was on the ballot Please. before. Yeah. Um, so it was on before and it passed with 54%. Uh, by the way, but because it specifically said that the money had to be used for something, which was uh, diabetes prevention programs in we communities of color, two thirds, sixty-six percent. Yeah. So yeah. this is this. So instead, we said, okay, fine, we'll put it on the ballot. And so a lot of those mailers that are very disingenuous, calling a grocery tax, are saying, we already rejected oh, this ridiculous. last time, uh, which was oh, not. It's remarkable. Yeah. It's still a majority. Yeah. And seeing all this stuff, but there's stuff on both sides. All these really expensive-looking fellas saying to vote no on V and, and so on. And they come every day. Every. Oh day. yeah, and you know what? Those 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 flyers start co- come before you even get your voter guide. I, that's yeah. been like my my pet they peeve. Before there was a name for the proposition, they didn't even get yeah. a Prop V yet. It was still it's no grocery tax. Yeah, it's a so pet money to spend on. pet peeve of mine that the that the voter guide, especially one of this kind of heft, as we as you said. Um, you know, it needs to be sent out sooner because it's daunting. Um, but yeah, it was actually funny because you know this was the uh, the Olympics, the Summer Olympics, and you're like, Coca-Cola is still sponsoring right. the Olympics, and you're sitting there going. It's soda. Like these Olympians are like yeah, drinking soda. Like the biggest. Is, I, it's <laughs> oh like a God. big irony, you know. 
Life yeah. is sick. Pound soda to, to um, choke down his Big Mac. Yeah. He Let, jumps in the pool. Yeah. Life goes uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, seriously right? more and more weird as I After walk around and I see it and I feel it. <laughs> but here's the Pissed Off Voter's Guide. Are these, uh, you say they're available online, but also they're really beautiful. Are yeah, they these are cool little, I guess little, now uh, is the distribution time. Little pamphlets. We'll have some here at uh, Mutiny Radio. Perfect. We have them at La Boheme. We have them uh, everywhere in the Mission. We have a lot of places in the Mission. Um, go on to our Facebook page. If you go into our Facebook page, we have a number of uh, pub crawls that we do over the next few weeks. Beautiful. Nice. Different neighborhoods. We'll start at a bar or, or a restaurant or, or a cafe, cruise around the neighborhood, talk to folks, hand them out, have a great time. It's a fun way to meet people. It's a fun way to talk about this stuff. If you have something you're particularly passionate about, jump into it. A learning experience. A leaning experience for sure. Yeah. Well, let's let people, we're yep. letting people know. And, and uh, maybe we have what? How many weeks are there until uh, election uh, day? Four weeks. Four weeks. Whew. From last So Tuesday. every Friday, we want to uh, feature this, of course, cool. as we get closer. So come on through. We invite people to come through. Now, um, I was thinking of, uh, now, is, are there, I see there's a, uh, there is a movement or a group of activists who are coming together around, uh, around the ones to reduce the power of the mayor and the public advocate, those three or four. Is that right? There's some um, kind of a group? Where they, didn't they meet on the steps of City Hall a few days ago? Yeah, I, I actually don't know much about that, Diamond Dave. Well, there is. Well, it's, uh, we wanted to vote the first half hour. Mm-hmm. Every week, uh, we can, uh, yeah. it's flexible yeah. every week. So I want to invite you guys to come back. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. And, and uh, bring anybody you'd like to. Absolutely. And, and let's be a voice of this. And you don't, yeah. have, and you don't have to run out right now either. Um. Yeah. If we can leave a stack here at Mutiny Radio, that'd be great. Of course. Uh, we pass them out in transit stops. And we worked really hard on this. Um, again, we, 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 yeah, we. 2,300 pounds of these were in my basement. Wow. That's over a ton. 70,000 voter guides. Now you get to, um, like, get rid of them and make room for all the all the toys and Christmas gifts for Cy. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, and it's 11 by 17. It's the biggest voter guide we've ever done, and uh, it's pretty amazing reducing so much crap down to about 2,400 words. And uh, we really, the, the, probably the most heartening thing is that other people are making voter guides, too. We have the SF Bernie Kratz. Is, is just, they printed up about 7,000 voter guides. They're passing oh, wow. those out. Brocast Stewart, I think, has a voter guide just passing that out <laughs> the, I just the, came across as, uh, she came through one of the, when we interviewed she him came here, through here with her, which is exactly year. the yeah. same as yours they, they've, they've done a lot of that stuff too and I think that that is really regardless I mean we talked earlier about national politics being really confusing and maybe doesn't make a difference in people's lives local cities are laboratories of democracy cities are where you legalize weed ban plastic bags raise the minimum wage get the five day work week this is where you fight for the change and then it spreads right. out to the rest get public so, health yeah mm-hmm. and so even if we uh, don't succeed in this election we put the seed out there through 21 voter guides that other people should make their voter guides, and we should be talking and researching for these elections. And that's something that I'm more proud of doing. Is oh, you guys got it, getting it down. I can feel your that's energy. That's democracy, baby. Yeah, that's um, right. Are there any other? Um, I, I don't know how long you guys are hanging out today, but are there any others that you want to highlight today? Especially highlight. Yeah, I, I just. Maybe just to jump back to Diamond Dave's issue of, like, why is there so much stuff on the ballot? And there's two major failings of democracy here. And one of them is the California proposition system that allows any millionaire to put whatever they want on the That's ballot. There's about. this grower, right, in uh, Central Valley who wants to d- uh, torpedo Jerry Brown's tunnel project. And so he's putting something. He raised the money, got the signatures, put it on the ballot. Maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe that's a good thing. That's I don't know. The jury's is. out. Interesting, thing. yeah. That's the way it is. And then locally, we have a very ineffective um, supervisor, president of the Board of Supervisors, London Breed, in D5. And I really... We 
definitely endorsed a hell yes for Dean Preston as a replacement for her. Um, and she, you know, is not a good negotiator like Peskin was. So there are these conflicting ballots, uh, propositions that are on the ballot when they really should have been um, dealt with in subcommittees. But she did not let them get dealt with in committee. And instead, uh, the supervisors decided to take it directly to um, the, the electorate. And then, of course, there's all these vanity propositions, we call them, where Mark Farrell's running for mayor in a couple of years. So, of course, he has his version of Care Not Cash, Prop Q, which we call Let's Demonize the Homeless for Political Banning uh, tents. Banning tents, but you not getting any yeah. housing to anybody. Yes, exactly. And right. it says housing, not Don't tents. Don't get me started. We need thing. to. Uh, and so, it's basically, these are vanity housing, propositions. Housing, not tents. Right. Wow. So, but there's no Way to break it down. And so, these are the vanity <laughs> propositions, very similar to Gavin Newsom's gun control thing. And it's like, and, oh, yeah. and, and Malia Cohen's um, do nothing police reform. These are people well, you who guys got it down. want yeah. to get their name out there right. and are putting it on. This is the same thing that happened to Care Not Cash. So now Gavin Newsom can say, of course you should vote for me for governor. I, you know, uh, solved all these gun control problems in California. Right. So. And he's been an advocate for marijuana. You yeah, know, it's he's funny. He jumped in the marijuana. He's looking for the, yeah. the millennia vote, I think. But you know what's yeah. really what's really funny? Oh, and if, if people are out there, <laughs> dude, where's my ballot? Um, <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, my generation's there. Uh, so what's funny here, if, if, if you're out there listening and you've probably seen the pissed off voters guide before if you're listening to the common thread collective however if you haven't um it's 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 not only uh it, you know educational but it's also kind of fun because it's entertaining because you know you've got endorsements like no yes hell yes sure uh you know like you know are you you know f no i'm doing that because we've got children yeah, in the room I like that. I like but i love the one about i love the one about um gavin newsom <laughs> the prop 63 in the state you go uh fine gavin newsom's vanity gun control prop which really is already using legislation and changing um, right. you know kind of just a little bit about it but it made me think and talking loud, yeah, but it made me think like that's Gavin Newsom, like to a T. All he does are vanity projects, Do you right? Remember when he had that first YouTube address where he spoke for nine hours on YouTube? Okay. I Thankfully, like, no. Seven YouTube videos of him talking about policy to be like Dude. the first mayor who has nine hours on YouTube. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, he's, he's been kicked upstairs. I like that. Now, but legalized marijuana is what? Uh, that's Prop 64. 64. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Diamond Dave? Well, I'm, well, it already is. It's already. I remember back in the hate. I was in the communes of the hate, where we take a, and waking up in the morning. We used to wake up and uh, roll a joint. We had these roll a joint. It was, good. it was still in the time a good Mexican. Well, good cheap Mexican. Roll a joint. Spoke to be a whole bunch of people sleeping <laughs> together side by side. And somebody said to me, it was Keith. No, it was, it was uh, uh, Keith. It was Redmond. Uh, Keith. Uh, who says, uh, yeah, uh, well, you know, they're going to, I bet they legalize marijuana in our lifetime. And another guy there says, well, that's got to be, that would be in the next two years. And that's the way it felt back then. And that was 1966 or 67. In the next two years, and we're rolling up because we're on our way to uh, St. Anthony's for lunch. And we'd always supposed to start today with some good Mexican. Uh, there would, oh, we'd always get supplied. There was always people coming through. And people would be waking up. Who are you? And they roll a joint. And we'd start our day. And then we'd all head down like a parade. We'd head down Hate Street like a parade to St. Anthony's for lunch. And we called it Antoine's. 
but that was good cheap Mexican back then. <laughs> and it wasn't legalized in two years. In fact, it's not legalized yet. Back then, though, people could go to jail for a long time, so it was right. even serious. Right but we totally ignored it back then. In fact, we were smoking. We were legal or not, we were illegal or not, we were smoking. And it was good Mexican, and before it got too powerful as it is now, uh, now it just, I'll tell you what, about the, about the marijuana bag, that's the kind I'd like to see legalized, well, legalized. But in those days, didn't get in the way of what you did every day uh, in the day. It enhanced whatever you did. <laughs> and so we take a couple, uh, pass a couple joints, smoke two joints, and go dancing down Haight Street. It was 1966. Didn't, didn't Haldeman or some Nixon guy say that uh, the whole, admit that the whole reason they started the drug war and it made uh, marijuana and heroin illegal was just basically to make sure black people would go to jail and not well, that was, And uh, hippies, that was yeah. Before, yeah, bringing in the... Before, the in a, that was... Uh, er, Erdy, er, Erlinger. Yeah, that was the guy who first... It was illegal up to the time he came in. Right. And had a little office with a couple of helpers, and he invented it. But in fact, he would, in those days, my, gen, my, my, was the first, my generation of white people were the first ones to smoke, really. But when we began encountering black people, jazz musicians, brown people, and that helped us. Uh, it certainly enhanced our day and helped us break free. I'm certainly proud. We got Dylan winning the Nobel Prize, and I'm so proud of the fact that I was the first one to smoke out Bob Dylan. Yes, in, indeed. In, 19, in 1961, when he came up my stairs to join us, our circle, our alternative university. And uh, in fact, one of the biographies of Dylan says that I, that I had cheap Mexican marijuana at a time that was a rarity on a college campus. Well, that was Minneapolis, Minnesota, University of Minnesota, 1961. Wow. Of course, there's a rarity. Can, can I just say one more thing? Which is, say, uh, of course. Or maybe, maybe two more things. Yeah, but I it, bet. It's, uh, you can still register to vote. If you just, Please. Here, if you just yeah. got in a vehicle and drove here and said, you know what, I live in San Francisco now, and you've got an address or even a street corner, you can actually register to vote on your phone. If you go to registertovote.ca, gov you can register to vote on your phone before the 24th of October and then you can vote on election day on the 8th of November and Shoot. make sure you go to the Le uh, the league sf t h e l e a g u e sf.org it's also the league sf on twitter and instagram and all that uh, social media bullshit and uh, you can go there and find out this voter guide and print out our cheat sheet and uh, it's not cheating. It's just, you know, how we feel about everything. You, you know. Thoroughly researched and thoroughly biased. And it's a beautiful it's piece. Uh, you cool. want one for your, uh, just, uh, you want one as a, uh, as a, it's a beautiful piece. We worked really hard on it. And uh, design action, um, this woman, uh, Puna Mwabi, which was, a, she's an old leaguer from back in the day, did the first 20 of them herself, uh, the design. And um, uh, her company designed, her co-op in Oakland, Design Action, did the 21st one because uh, she was on vacation. So big shout out to Poonam and to Design Action. And we've always... You know, we, we were Inkworks printed for a very long time, but now we still have another union. Uh, Inkworks went away uh, in mm -hmm. the East Bay, so we had to find some other printers now. So that's why it's but a little here different it is. stock. Look for it uh, at your, in your pub. Look for it at your school. Look for it where you are. It's beautiful. And as I say, I wanted to vote uh, Val. Let's devote the first hour or so every week until election day and then the week after election day will you guys come and we'll do a take a look we'll have a celebration and look yeah, at celebration it and a celebration a shakedown break it down we'll break yeah. the results down and it's called where do we go from here yeah and again you can hit us up on facebook or the league sf.org uh, pub crawls coming up in the coming weeks big election night party for sure um, we'll be getting together breaking bread making community cool and celebrating our victories hopefully and um and also, one quick thing, um, 
sfelections.org for your polling place. If you don't know where you're supposed to vote, if you don't know what district you're in, any of these questions can be answered there. There's some really important district supervisor races. Um, you can see um, our endorsements for oh, that. Yeah, let's do that. My District 9. Um, I'm, I'm excited and proud and have been volunteering a bit for Hillary Ronan. Hillary! She's Hillary's great. The, Hillary's dope. She's been in the community oh, for years, has a huge amount of community support. Mm -hmm. um, she worked at uh, La Raza Centro Legal for a long time um, and been doing big things and just holding it down for the community. What do you got for me, Mark? I just, you know, I, I live in Bernal and I talk to a lot of people, Josh Arce versus Hillary Ronan, and people say, well, aren't they basically the same thing? And I just tell them the same, I tell them this, I tell them when the coal hardware burned down, Hillary Ronan was in the parking lot at Safeway finding places for those 56 displaced people to live. And Hillary Ronan uh, wrote and passed a free muni for the youth, which I think is amazing, and also negotiated St. Luke's staying there. Yes. And I really think that especially, there's a lot of male energy on the board right now, and we, we've endorsed three badass mamas, uh, Sandy Lee Fewer in District 1, That's District right. 11, Kim Alvarenga, and District 9, uh, Hillary Ronan. Um, you know, this is the year, and I think we you know, smashed the glass ceiling at the board and yeah. uh, try and keep the progressive majority. Josh Arce, very nice guy, but he's endorsed by Mayor Ed Lee, who's clearly a failure. He's endorsed by the Racist Police Officers Association. None of these are on his website because he's trying to pass himself off as a progressive. I met him at City College. I said, I'm voting for Hillary. And he took my hand in both hands and... Uh, and I could just shake my head. This man is a politician to the bone. And he towers over you in a suit. No way, brother. I'm down with Hillary. She sat in this chair. Hopefully she'll sit in this chair again. Because we're going to, uh, so every week, uh, Val, if it's okay with you, we're going to be devoting it to his head. You guys, of course. give us a hand with this. Come on through. Of course, yeah. Actually, I had um, I had uh, the, the three, uh, we're call I'm calling them the mother mo Mothers for Supervisor, Sandra Lee Fewer, Kimberly Alvarenga, and Hillary Rowan were here with me on Women's Magazine a few months back. Yeah, absolutely. Powerhouse women of the finest order. I first met her before she was ready for the first time, maybe before, when she came from Stanford. I looked at her and said, this is a brilliant woman. She came out of the Asian Studies Department in Stanford. Isn't that right? Columbia. Columbia was. Yeah. I wish she had some Stanford. Well, anyway, she, she, this woman is high class. Just to watch her and listen to her talk, this is another classy sister. Am I right? Jane for mayor, oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, while we're on the subject of mommies, uh, for mayor, I didn't Silas, know you want to give a shout-out to mommy? Mommy. Yeah. Say hi, mommy. Hi, mommy. I've known uh, your mom awesome. and your dad long before you were. Nice. Before you were That's born. the love. of the league and did a huge amount of work for oh, this. Oh, my goodness. This and you... I remember when we went to... Oh, yes, Virginia City, Nevada. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I love Virginia oh, City. Oh, my gosh. So me, Diamond Dave, Julian Davis, and Jeremy Pollock went to Nevada City. <laughs> No, no, no. It, it was, was just a, the four of us, with, uh, and we went to Virginia City for Obama's first election. First election. And exactly. I watched in awe as Diamond Dave showed up as 100% of Diamond Dave and flipped vote after vote what? of these folks coming out wow. of the hills in Nevada City oh, because yeah. he showed up with an open heart and a in his honesty and his poetry, and he oh. had him eating out of his hand, and I was floored. I'll never forget wow. it. It was one of the most beautiful displays of love and belief in our system and belief in the power of just connecting human to human that I've ever bore and witness to. Well, we Honest all did God. what we had to do. 
I That's amazing. It was because we uh, Obama, relatively unknown, was Obama on one side of the room, Hillary on the other, and because uh, the consinage in between. And <laughs> uh, the idea was the, the main thing was to get the consinage people over to the over to the Obama side. Wow. And that we succeeded. I think all each one I of us played a part. I was just in Vir Virginia City, Nevada, uh, in September, and it was Labor Day weekend, so there was a big parade through the middle of town. It's a great. I love Virginia City. Yeah, I grew up. Wild town. Wild it's, west. Of it's old hippie it town. It's wild. wild. It's wild. Old hippies. And it was a real, you know, there was a lot of uh, democracy was in action in the streets. You know, free speech was happening. And, you know, we talked to a woman who was uh, carrying a Trump sign. And we said, well, what do you think about Trump? And she kind of hesitated. And she said, well, well what, what do you think about him? <laughs> And, and my boyfriend was like, he's a maniac. I'm like, he calls women pigs and says they should be treated like shit. <laughs> and she's, well, she must be and, getting a lot of it. That's well, a hippie, I mean, the old no, hippie. No, I mean, not all of that. That's no, not all hippie. Not. But, but no, you know, no. she, but her, she said, they well, to. I, I know someone who, who knew him and said that he's very nice. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. I wonder if the Trump sign so, is still being held by her. I bet it is. So we'll see what she walked away with. I don't know. Maybe I don't, I don't quite have that kind of uh, art uh, Heart-opening charm you were just just describing with Diamond Dave changed. Some of it's rubbed off on your value. Oh, of course, but you know, I, I think when it comes to to certain things, uh, my my tact um, fails. How, tested. How long it is tested. How long have you been uh, Diamond Dave wrangling on the radio? Oh God, since 2011. Wow. Well, you're doing yeah. a great job. Oh, I thank you. I love the give and take. It's so good. Well, that's what we're doing. It, we're it is good. We're we work it whole, out. We have the balance. more together than either of us could do on our own. We say, don't panic. We're going to keep it organic. Keep it organic. Right. So thanks a lot, folks. Let's go. Thank you, Diamond Dave. On, thank you, guys. Can I close you guys out with a quick poem? In honor? Oh, yes, please, I'm surrounded please. by two of my favorite poets in Mark Powell and Diamond Dave. And Val, I understand you're a great poet. I can't wait to hear. So I trust the, the company you keep says a lot about you. Uh, this is not mine, but it's a very short one. And I think it speaks to why we do the guide, why the league exists. We call ourselves the pissed off voters. But we come from a place of love, a love for our community, for our environment, for our city, for in a belief in all people and a belief that the people, um, the people's hearts are in the right place. And if we can act from that place, then we all win. And uh, so this is a super short poem from Hafiz. It's called The Subject Tonight is Love, because honestly, this election at its core is about love and why we put this together is about love. So it's the subject tonight is love and tomorrow night is well. In fact, I can think of no better sub subject for us to discuss until we all die. Yeah. Here, and that's why it's one of the here, reasons I'm here. a Sufi. Yeah. If people ask me what you are, I say, well, I'm a, I'm a Sufi. But anyway, what I said, what's come to me from the spirit is this. Love will get you everywhere. Hate will get you nowhere. Take that, Donald Trump. And so, yeah. do, you, do you have Ubi up? I do. Ubi, let's go. Thanks, thanks for coming Thanks, Diamond Dave. We love you. Thanks, you guys. Love you, too. The League of Pissed Off Loving Voters. Here's Ubi Doobie. Everything's going to be all right, folks. Sometimes I wonder where do the blues come from? Up and down. Sometimes it's not so fun. I try my best to tell myself it's all. Oh, it's all right.
That's right. Everything's going to be all right. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm here in San Francisco. The energy is high, uh, most definitely. Um, we're talking about the uh, local and statewide propositions that are on the ballot. Um, of course, the general election coming up on Tuesday, November 8th. It's always a Tuesday, folks. November 8th. And you can still register to vote in California and in San Francisco until 10 days from now. October 24th is your last chance to register to vote in order to vote on November 8th. So you can uh, register through the state. Um you guys are listening to us on the internet. I know you can figure out how to register to vote online. Um, so do it. Um, and of course, you know, just, you know, you don't have to vote on everything, but at least be, in, get, educate yourself. And here we've got our friend Bloodflower on the keys.
time, time, time. Oh yeah, I was just fucking around. I'm too young, I'm much too young to drown while I'm passed out. And the ground just caved in, face pressed down on the stone cold pavement. That's some dedication to the bottle. It's fun medicine, but it's getting hard to swallow my drinking friend. Oh, he thinks that I'm faking it, but now I'm sick and he's still faking. I'm getting too worn out to be racing to the liquor store when there's nothing left to pour. Now I'm tracing. My mistakes need erasing so I could be awakened and make it. Time spent drunk is time spent wasted. Time spent high is time that's jaded. Let's face it, I'm breaking, I don't want to be faded. And I'm close to being taken up. The sun goes round, the ship sinks down. Oh, down, 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 down. The bird can't fly, he's bound to I'm shrieking, my friends are here now And they're playing freaking My head's all weird and I'm bleeding They instilled some fear and I'm tweaking There's no sleeping and I'm weakened So they got me off that I had the coughs for some more coughs Here my skin's crawling up What have I become? A young drunk crying for a bottle of rum I'm clean Oh, I think that I got this Following these people around like they're prophets Three months solid, five months locked in Six months, doesn't seem I got a problem Twelve months I'm like a rock and no one is gonna stop this. I got a little faith that I'm on this. Check the engine like 12 months ago. Man, this shit is so powerful. No tension, not headed that direction. I've got self-love, I've got friendship. The sun goes round, the ship sinks down. Oh, down, 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 down. The bird can't fly, he's bound to die. In time, 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 time. Ryan Casada. What's the name of that song? That one's called Check Engine, and uh, it's got like a hip-hop track on my on my record. Yeah, you say so you have a new record. Uh, what? Tell us about your new record. It's called Shine. It's got ten songs, eight of them I wrote, and then I have two cover songs on it. Awesome. I I, I got to see a um, a little kind of mini video of uh, sort of the making of Shine. Oh, uh, yeah. It looks like it was. Um, like a pretty amazing process yeah it was a lot of fun good for you yeah right on so uh, when when did shine uh drop march 15th all right yeah so it's been a minute it has i know (laughs) time flies right so how how can people find your music you could go to ryancasada.com and you could find me on itunes spotify all that stuff soundcloud youtube you're all over the place. All over that. Yeah. I know a lot since then, and you're casting that wide net, and this is a common thread. And you're finding that common thread as your, your music evolves, as you involve, and as the, the world begins to pay attention to what you're about. Uh, yeah. hey, uh, hey, Ryan, so good to know you. You mentioned, why don't you do a couple more songs? What covers do you do, just uh, out of curiosity? Oh, I, I do, on the record, I did Round Here, and I did Man in the Mirror. Oh, nice. You've done yeah. Round Here here on this piano yeah, before yeah. and at Viracocha before. Yeah, totally. That was a, 
you know, Counting Crows, um, and I remember like growing up and having a, a cassette of Counting Crows, and that would be what I would listen to at night, like while I was trying to go to sleep. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so right on. I know you got some more for us. So uh, do do All what right. you want to do, my friend. And we cool. also need Thanks the for coming. Virginia, she is sitting by the road And she's screaming something I can't make out yet Cause the demons in her head They shine in infrared and don't stop talking Virginia, she feels so far from home Though she's crying right on top of her own bed it's just noises in her head Like speakers won't go dead They won't stop talking She screams Lie, 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 lie And the sidewalks become a home Lie, 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 lie And her mania is building cement walls from reality She screams Would you rescue me at all? Would you tear down this wall? She gets no answers She stays afraid She is walking towards the man Through scripts and medications from a godsend And she's fighting what they said She's trying to act her best but they're still talking Virginia, she is seeing how they tend She's still swearing off the bottle like her friends but she's collapsing like a bend While screaming it's the end Yet they're still talking She screams Lie, 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 lie And the sidewalks become a home Lie, 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 lie And her mania is building cement walls from reality She screams Would you rescue me at all? Would you tear down this wall? She gets no answers She stays afraid Stuck in 
Ryan, you'd be amazing. Thank you. I just think about Bob Dylan getting the Nobel Prize. We'll talk about that in a bit. And the kind of music that he got that from was his early days reflecting the reality of life around him there in the early middle 60s. And here you are, Ryan, some decades later, doing the very same thing, yeah. reflecting in your own way, reflecting the reality of life around you. Is that right, Val? I, I see it and hear it. And, I see, and yeah, I think we all do. Is that right, people? Yeah. Hell yeah. So, Ryan, I want to give you a choice at the moment. You can play another song on the guitar, it's ready, and then come over to the piano and do one. Could we do that? Sure, yeah. Well, let's do that. All right. This, one, so this one's about drag racing. I'll meet the boys said son you were going so fast i nearly lost you out of my sight when you blew that yellow to red light so they took me down to the county jail stepdaddy laughing when mama couldn't post no bail so i kissed that automobile goodbye And the boys at the strip were laughing at me with delight. And they're still racing to this day. Oh, down the lane. Oh, down the lane. Whoa. I'll meet the boys. I'll meet the boys. So beautiful, so real, true story. 
Brian, so beautiful. I want you to come over to the piano. Hey, Tyler, give him a little hand there. Make sure that piano is, we have one mic there. We have both the voice and the piano. Ryan, so good to have you here. Yeah. Coming through, passing through and saying, hey, I believe I'm going to stop by the Common Thread Collective and show folks what I'm doing these days. Is that right? Yeah. Well, hell, it's a reality path we're on. Is that right, people? Okay. Well, hey, Ryan, one more song on the piano. Take it away, brother. All right. Can you hear me all right? I, I can hear you. I can hear you.
Right on. Thank you. Ryan, thank you so much. So um, I, I, you're, always, you're always working, Ryan Casada. You're always like on tour or producing or recording or uh, something. So um, I know you've got your website, ryancasada.com, um, but uh, any, any uh, sneak previews of where, when we might hear uh, more things coming out of your vault of uh, musical genius? process of recording right now so hopefully by next year sometime I'll have a new record out yeah or at least a single right on yeah right. Hey Ryan <laughs> we so appreciate your dedication thank you your intelligence your awareness of what's going around around what's going on around you and of course hey mom I know your mom's listening hey mom listening along and hey mom and uh, and you, you have an amazing son so good to have him here and hey I love you sister his mom is really amazing too. I was doing a match. Yeah, I remember when your mom came to the yeah, city and jeans. visited. It's Super cool. Jeans. Yeah, she loved it. Hey, and in fact, uh, now we're gonna. Hey, Ryan, it's kind of Ryan Casada day here, because now we're gonna play. Now I talked about Ryan as a young Bob Dylan. Remember, I used to call you that. Yeah. For your glimpse of reality and your tell uh, your true stories you told. That's how he began. And we read Highway 61, revisited. Uh, goodbye is too good a word, uh, girl. I'll just say fare thee well and all. That. And in fact, it turns out on on YouTube, you have a cut. You're by doing a Bob Dylan cover, and I'm going to talk a bit about uh, what is what it is and what what it was like way back there in the early '60s, 1961 to be true, to be exact, a long time ago. And then we have Firefly. She's got the guitar in her hand. She's going to come on and play a few. So why don't you play that Bob Dylan cover? By Ryan Casada, go for it. And then we have his sister. Are you Danish? Swedish. Swedish. Well, yeah, I Erica Anderson's here. Scandinavian for sure. Scandinavian <laughs> comes to the door. She's got a new CD. We're gonna play, and we have that call in from uh, the lead of uh, of the uh, of the UE, the play. So that's uh, happening. So anyway, here be Ryan. Ryan, here you be. Here's your cover. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother, for so much for coming. Don't matter anyhow It ain't no use to sit and wonder why, babe If you don't know by now When your rooster crows at the break of dawn Look out your window and I'll be gone You're the reason I'm a-traveling on don't think twice, it's alright. Ain't no use in turning on your light, babe. That light I never know. It ain't no use in turning on your light, babe. I'm on the dark side of the road. I wish there was something you would do or say to try and change my mind and stay we never did too much 
much talking anyway So don't think twice, it's all That was Ryan Casada doing the Bob Dylan cover, Don't Think Twice. It's all right. A real pleasure to have you here um, visiting us, coming through, Ryan, and uh, looking forward to all sorts of things that, that are coming up. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, of course. Anytime. This is, is your, is your home, home station here at Mutiny Radio. Yeah. <laughs> and you're part of our family, brother. Hey, Mom, hear that? That's true. He's part of our family. <laughs> yeah. We love Ryan Casada. I wave him out from the guys. very time you first walked through that door. Hey, brother, we love you. I love you guys, too. Thanks. <laughs> and I see, uh, I see Ryan. And I, I'm going to talk a bit about the young Bob Dylan. Ryan, you can come in if you want to join us. Tip, will you tip that microphone a little closer to you? About little, the young Bob Dylan. There you go. Thanks, Dave. I woke up yesterday morning. And uh, I turned to tune on to NPR, like it's my want, as I, uh, I don't know I put over. And turned on NPR morning show, and they just announced then. That mic fell again. Uh, it happens. It's roll your roll your own radio, we'll folks. Mutiny out. radio. We're shit all good. Happens. This is the shit happens uh, station. Not <laughs> uh, station. Let's say show. I don't want to blame it, uh, but that's what we do. Luckily, we're your among friends. And the young Bob Dylan, and uh, let's see where I was. Oh, and I, Bob Dylan won the Nobel Prize for literature. And I'd heard in the last few years, I heard people say, and I thought there was kind of silly, they were kind of saying that he deserves a Nobel Prize for literature. I thought that's interesting, because uh, those who know me may know that Bob, in 1961, Bob Dylan was one of my friends, Minneapolis, Minnesota. He had come down. Uh, 
he'd come down from Hibbing, Minnesota. Where the wind hits heavy on the border line, is that right, Ryan? Yeah. Where the wind hits heavy on the border line, they go by the iron miners down Masabi Range, where they, where they, where they dug up the, they had open pit mines and dug up the iron, the iron ore, and try to survive in in uh, there above Duluth and Hibbing. And he's a Jewish boy, like me. Mother's Jewish, you're Jewish, but he's Jewish on both sides. Bobby Zimmerman. And they own the they own the appliance store. That's what he always talked about there. He was getting away with that appliance store selling black and white TVs, stoves, refrigerators on the on the on the layaway plan, <laughs> on the on the pay pay later pay down plan to the iron miners. And he came out of that and came down to Minneapolis to go to the university. And the classes and all that stuff, I knew what he meant because I felt the same way. Just wasn't for him. His parents had put him in a Jewish fraternity, and he said to me, "I can't. This is too. They can't. I can't stand this, and they can't stand me." <laughs> and uh, so he ended up on my couch. And by Bonnie Beecher, Jahanra, brought him by because he was saying, "What can I do? I can't take this. I can't go back to Hibbing, and I can't take this. Being a good student." Uh, and she said, "Come with me." And she brought me, brought him to my living room, which is kind of the room in Dinkytown. Dinkytown, Ryan was was the uh, Val was the uh, Bohemian neighborhood at the University of Minnesota, and uh, it's uh, the Bohemian neighborhood is where the cafes were. That's where Bob Dylan first played guitar in public, at the Tenacock Scholar, the cafes, the bookstores with books like the like the uh, like now McCosh's bookstore. He's gone, but the tradition is the uh, the book house. Where, you, where they stock books not, that are not, uh, not, not going to be on the final, not going to be on the midterm, but books for people who enjoy reading. And so he came to have my living room. One of the biographies of Dylan says, I had, uh, that, that I, I had Dave Whitaker, Diamond, it was before it was Diamond Dave by 10 years, this is 1961, had cheap Mexican marijuana at a time as a rarity on a college campus. Well, hell, people, fuck, it was 1961. It was not that normal for white people to be smoking dope. But it's began to move that way, right? Then it was a thing, a secret of black and brown people. Uh, this is the time of bebop. The beat generation, bebop, Mingus and Monk, and people who live going all the way back to uh, really Mes Mesro raising the breathing of the blues. Mes Mesro was another Jew. At that time, you, before, that was the generation or two generations before. At that time, at that time, uh, music, uh, jazz music, the kind of music you play clarinet, was totally segregated, either with a bunch of white people or a bunch of black people. Naturally, you wanted to be with a bunch of black people, because that was the music. Can you imagine? That was out of which came bebop, out of came Mangus and Monk and Miles Davis and all of that. And marijuana was there, was there uh, the way they got through it didn't uh, get in the way of what they did. Not like today, this weed we got now from Humboldt. Uh, it's a little too strong. Uh, a couple of joints, for, a couple of tokes for me. Uh, uh, but put everything aside, just sit there like a dummy. No, in those days, it enhanced what you did. Whatever you did. Making love, eating food, uh, playing music, reading a good book. Enhanced is the word. You know what that word means, uh, Means uh, Ryan? Yes. What does that mean? R enhanced. Make it better. Thank you. That's right. Make it better. Is that right? <laughs> and so it said Diamond Day. Dave Whitaker had cheap Mexico. Well, that was part of it. And always be somebody. Those days was Mexican. 
good cheap Mexican $10 ounce, so it was virtually free. And somebody would be cleaning it, and then uh, cleaning it, and rolling a couple of joints, uh, clean it in a cigar box. I remember, it takes me back now. With Dylan uh, playing his music, everybody playing music. That was uh, Dave, uh, Dave um, Spetter John Kerner, little son Tony Glover, and uh, Spetter John Kerner, and Snaker Dave Warray. They were playing music too, and there are others. And poetry was going on, and we were talking about the Beat Generation. And I said, hey, Bob, you got to read this. This is a couple weeks later. And I'd pull books off the shelf as I was talking, whether it be Jean-Paul Sartre, Existentialist. But I just happened to have, after hearing what Bob was doing, was trying to read, I uh, said, here, read this, Bob. <laughs> and it was. And I said, it was. Let me take a deep breath, because I don't know. Have you read this, Ryan? Have you read this? This is Woody Guthrie. You know Woody Guthrie? Oh, yeah. In fact, let's go out for some good Woody Guthrie. And then we got uh, Firefly there waiting to get up. And with some Woody Guthrie, if you can find it, so probably Woody Guthrie's autobiography, Bound for Glory. It's about riding freight trains. Dylan always said, oh, that's what I wanted to do, and that's what I had done. And those stories of what Dylan was uh, incorporating in his life, riding freight trains, working in carnivals. And he claimed to be all of that. It was pride and freight, but anyway. Woody Guthrie's autobiography, Bound for Glory, the glory train, riding freight trains, play, uh, playing, playing music with Cisco Houston, his friend. Uh, playing music on picket lines, hobo camps, and the, all the dives that had that played that kind of thing, around the country, around the town, uh, bound for glory. This train is bound for glory. It was a song that uh, old uh, blues, the gospel song that he took, and a lot of his music was in there too. This train is out riding this train. Woody Guthrie, bound for glory. Have you read that? Uh? Not yet, but I would love to. You will find it. It's out, it's out, it's uh, been reprinted since, uh, and that's what, uh, and Dylan read it, and he I woke up, he was just finishing, he's read it all night long, he was not a big reader of books, but he sat up all night, uh, and it transformed his life. He began to talk like, oh, oh Woody Guthrie. He got that Woody Guthrie twang, and he said, and that's, I'm, uh, I don't have the right time, time exactly right, but eventually he said, let's call him, I want to talk to him. But I, not only that, I knew where he was. It says, uh, uh, Dylan says autobiography, uh, uh, Chronicles. He said that I not only knew I knew where he was, that he was still alive and where he could be found. Greystone Mental Hospital, which is a mental hospital outside New York City for the people there, the incurables, the people just before they had medication. So if you were schizophrenic, you were uh, you were schizophrenic. You were hearing voices. You were uh, you, you had uh, you, anyway. You're locked up, and uh, and Guthrie was dying of Huntington's cholera, which ran in his family, lying there in bed. He said, "Let's call him." And so he called, uh, uh, and, uh, and Dylan said, not only that, I knew where he could be found. Greystone Meadow Hospital. Let's call him, he said. So he called, and we got to the ward, and the doctor, well, we thought it was a doctor, but it could be just the, probably just the, whoever it is picked up the phone. And so, oh, no, he can't get up. They don't have phones there. He can't talk. That's, this is crazy. I'm sorry. He's uh, dying. He's lying in bed. And uh, hung up. And Dylan says, I got to go. We got to go see him. So I said, so was that day or not? I don't know. But it was night. And uh, my friend uh, David Morton had his car. Was, uh, had his car. I said, let's go. He said, let's go. Or I said, let's go. So we went. And we took him to the highway. His guitar. Guitar, we took him to the highway. This is before the interstate. Remember, uh, remember uh, uh, you guys. Remember uh, Route the, six, Ryan. 
before it was just it was just a two-way highway going to Madison and from Madison to Chicago then to Madison to New York City and Greystone Mental Hospital and there he went so I turned around we dropped him off he had his little satchel and his guitar in his hand and his guitar in his hair and his satchel over his shoulder and his thumb out he said wow heading to go see Woody wow wow is right then a few weeks later I get this card which I just let uh uh uh, I just let uh, whatever happened to it, I don't know. But it's, uh, it was a picture of Woody Guthrie, that big with his wide open mouth and uh, playing his guitar. And, well, guitar on his guitar, I remember, it said, This machine kills fascists. And it was for the Woody. The card was in benefit of the Woody Guthrie's uh, Children's Fund because his kids had a hard time. And I turned it over and said, Dear Dave, I saw Woody. He likes my stuff. Signed, Bob. And then at the bottom it said, this card kills fascists. Nice. And that was it. And it turns out that there's this family who took care of Woody. Because Woody, I still don't know whether, whether what shape he was in, but to Dylan, he liked what he had to do. Of course, I mean, my goodness. He entered anything, and that, that was history in the making. In fact, there's several movies that incorporate that, and it is this young kid playing guitar by Woody Guthrie's bed in Greystone Meadow Hospital. I remember, I don't remember which one, but do you? Anyway, and it was, uh, anyway, and that, and then he, from there he, I got to Greenwich Village, East Orange, New Jersey, where, uh, where the, where this family lived. From there he got to Greenwich Village, where we started to develop the first beginnings of the folk scene. I want to say Dave Ron Ronk, mm -hmm. um, was already there. Fred Neal was the MC. These are both people who welcomed the Bob Dylan and was on their level. Davon Ronk, Fred Neal was the MC at the Cafe Wow, which is an open mic. This is 1961, remember. And now there he is, the young Bob, who's winning the Nobel Prize for literature, literature. And because of the poetry of his lyrics. And I'll just read the paragraph, then it'll go on. Now. Bob Dylan's award, and here's the young Bob Dylan. This is the Chronicle. Look at that sad face. I never sound quite like that. It looks so sad. And behind him are lines from some of his, it's not his uh, lines. Where did this come from? Oh, it's from the New York Times. This is from the New York Times. Lines from some of his songs. It gives an impression that he wrote it. He looks so like, oh, boy, oh, boy. Do you see the Nobel Prize? From my couch to the Nobel Prize. What the fuck? And here we are still here. In fact, uh, let me end with this. <laughs> if you go to, if you go online, go to Dave Whitaker, Bob Dylan, you'll find uh, is the Bob Dylan Encyclopedia by this guy, who uh, I forget his name, is the World Authority in Dylan. It's a big fat book. And here's my picture in it. You'll see it. If you Google it, Dave Whitaker, Bob Dylan, and the last, the last paragraph is, who's to say who's better off? It's my last paragraph, too. Who's, because we got a lot going on today. Who's to say who's better off? Bob Dylan. For all of his millions, surrounded by security guards, his own band are not even able to talk to him. Their band's instructed, don't talk to him unless he talks to you. His own band not uh, able to talk to him. I forget how I go, or Dave, Dave Whitaker. Still freewheeling, freestyling, free-flowing. Those are, those are my lines. I don't think that's it. Uh, but uh, kind of like that. <laughs> and uh, who's to say who's better off, it says. And uh, you could come to your own conclusions, because here we are. Here's this guy totally isolated, surrounded by security guards, his own band not even able to talk to him. People are told, don't talk to him unless he talks to you. 
and he's very isolated. He's got a problem, I guess, and and he only comes out. And he, every year he's he's on his endless tour, a hundred shows a year. But what happens? Who he talks to? Does he have friends? And I'm not sure we know. But there it is, and it goes on here. So take a look at the Chronicle. And and you this is what Diamond Dave refers to as a little lesson in hipstery. Hipstery. And he goes. To the poet, does not necessarily mean that you have to write words on paper. Well, that's what we're about here. So said years ago, the man who won the Nobel Prize in Literature on Thursday. Bob Dylan is the first musician to be awarded one of the world's most coveted prizes. The Swedish Academy is, is calling the singer-songwriter a great poet in the English-speaking tradition of Byron and Shelley, going back, they meant even going back to Homer. Homer and Safio, even, uh, my goodness, and this man was on my couch, even, this man was in my living room, there's <laughs> officially sanctioned Dylan's words, redefining our understanding of what literature is, well, we do that, don't we, uh, is that what we do? Hell yeah! Fuck yeah! With the Nobel, the Academy has directly recognized popular music. Well, we tell you, hope to be We're popular. I had a different idea. As literature in general. And I'll just read another paragraph, and I want to get your response. It's a young Bob, in a way. And you go back here. Here's Bob again. Another half page. A sea change. The poet Troubadour was released 37 studio albums and 11 studio albums, 11 live albums as a 11 live, live albums a master of English literature of American literature and I went with Dylan line one of those truck drivers that walked down the stairway in a motel is a poet Dylan said in the same interview in Robert Shelton's 1986 biography, No Direction Home, The Life and Music of Bob Dylan. He talks like a poet, Dylan continued. I mean, well, he talks like a poet. I mean, what else does a poet do? That's a good start. You got that, sister? You got that, brother? Roger. So is that what we're Roger? Oh, Roger. Let's see, Roger can go there. What is it a poet does? And hey, Val, isn't that what we do right here on Mutiny Radio? Oh, we do so much here on Mutiny Radio. Heck yeah. Break, you know, we, we break all sorts of uh, uh, chains and barriers down. And I know Bob Dylan could really, if he had a choice, if he didn't have to have all this security and walk through that door and sit down with us, he'd love it. He would love it. He and I, you know, every said. time that you go, every, every year when you, you get a ticket and you go to the Bob Dylan show, I ask you, so Dave, when are you going to actually go uh, saunter back there and say, hey, hey, Bob, how's it well, going? I tried this time. Somebody bought me a ticket. I, I won't go unless somebody buys me a ticket. And I tried, but there's so many here. I said, hey, could you tell Bob that Dave Whitaker is here? And he, but he never showed up. He never heard. He said, oh, sure. Who's this guy? Look at him. He, he's not on the <laughs> list. If there's anybody on the list, there may be nobody on the list for, uh, for all I know. <laughs> I feel sorry. Anyway, oh well. Oh well. We so we we've got plenty oh of content well, here. But congratulations, Bob Dylan, on your Nobel Prize. That's a big. That's a that's a big honor. And the first biography of Dylan, if I do Diamond Dave, Dave Whitaker, Bob Dylan, I just said with this. I'm a little humbled and embarrassed, but it said this is the first one that came out way back then, because it said Dave Whitaker, Bob Dylan's first important guru, 
And I guess that if you got to be somebody's group, it might as well be Bob Dylan's for fuck's sake. So what do you think <laughs> of a young, young guy in the many way, many ways following on that path? Hell yeah. And you have the ambition too? Definitely. That's it, because there are a lot of us, people, a lot of singers around. But what, you and, what do you and Dylan share is ambition, is that right? Definitely. Yeah, Rang is okay. a is a is a hard working musician and I and I admire you for that and everybody out there who um pursue their their arts whether it be musical or otherwise and actually uh, you know make it make it a a primary thing in their in their lives cuz it's it's hard to do and a lot of people you know they're like well there's this thing I like to do but my other rest of my life 9 to 5 kind of thing is uh you know kind of gets in the way um but I do know several people who have kind of transformed their lifestyles to make it about their art and like I have a friend who's a trumpet player who um just a few years ago you know decided you know I this is what I do I play trumpet and he's totally revolutionized his lifestyle and become you know he's a trumpet teacher but he, he gets gigs but then he also gets to do all his his own musical art and it's it's i know that it is a big challenge and i ryan Casada, you blow me away all the time um and i know we're gonna have erica anderson coming up next and she takes i know she takes her music real seriously oh, we as well oh and oh oh yeah not next next but a little bit soon we got it. Now it's sisters we're sisters flexible galore. flexible goddesses galore and sisters <laughs> glorious but my is at 78 almost being to 79 uh I see this is what I do, just talking to people on the street, just walking where I walk. They might say, who's that crazy old guy? Whatever, but wherever I do, pretty much what you hear here, what you hear me doing now is pretty much what I do wherever I happen to be. Is that right, Val? And this is true. Fuck yeah, so I, incorporate I'll testify to that. Hell yeah. And so good to bring some people along. Thanks for coming, sister. Welcome. Welcome. Here we are. All right. And here's what, speaking of that, it's Firefly. Are you ready? Yeah. I up for it. <laughs> if you Go if you need it. a minute or so, let us know and I can I can Well she's been set, set but she's been, she's been she looks pretty ready to me. Um I should be good. All right. And uh, hey uh, good. All right. Tyler, give her a make her a hand, give her a hand. Oh and look who's here. Hello. Hello. The caveman with his his club is okay. <laughs> All right, Fi Firefly, thank you. Go for it, my friend. Thanks for coming back. For sure. So the song is called um, Mangoes. Yeah. Um. Just power, prior part, textbooks, blind by media, eternally stay subservient. Used to stare at TV, suddenly I'm reading, I'm a breathing solar being. Simply destined for supreme strangers, dead by these delusions. Bending while consuming, looping up the vanities and saving rest of human. Glooming up a vanity, glooming through the pain. Don't they know real roses only bloom from the brain? Born with necessities, yet convinced we're unlucky. Black cats, broken glass, under ladders that were walking. Walking, 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 walking. King. Born with necessities, yet events were unlucky. Black cats, broken glass, under ladders that were walking, 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 walking. Making the rich rich, keeping the dumb poor. You just got the three, now you need the four. Making the rich rich, keeping the dumb poor. And 
making the rich rich, keeping the dumb poor. You just got the three, now you need the four. Making the rich rich, keeping the dumb poor. So tell me why we need the latest heels and the gems. Spending our events on fabrics made by the ton, made by the ten, eleven and the twelve. Year old children in the sweatshop jails. Robot sheep playing out hide and seek. Hiding and styling our soulless personalities. Seeking euthanasia to sedate the deep sleep. That's not me. Toxic, it's all brainwashing. Obsessing over idols. It's all false worship. Worthless made by the workers. Made to keep the one percent life so perfect. Funny how it's working. I said, Psyche over Nike, and I'm not holding Jordans, no. Psyche over Nike, and I'm not holding Jordans. Making the rich rich, keeping the dumb poor. You just got the three, now you need the four. Making the rich rich, keeping the dumb poor. We're making the rich richer, keeping the dumb poor. Direction, moving backwards like a stick shift on a mountain in the back roads. Afros, big things, 70s. America decided what we find trendy. Transcending preparation for the young kids. Done this peer's pressure to be cool. Coolest thing I ever seen was when you're truly beating you. Truly beating real, not a slave to the rules. Fools following the crowd in her to wool. Nothing stands out. Even black lamb grow up to be sheep. Same old record on repeat. Never miss a beat, so scary how much information an iphone carries yet we're still just barely aware being feeding economy and greed for our instagram feeds making the rich rich keeping the dumb poor you just got the three now you need the four making the rich rich keeping the dumb poor we're making the rich richer keeping the dumb poor Yeah, Firefly. Dave's gonna get close to a mic real soon. I know it. I at a distance. Another amazing afternoon. You should be here. But the thing is, the great thing about this show that I realized is that it's each and every Friday. And people are welcome to the door. Well, I heard about it. Maybe I'll come. When I missed it. Well, I missed this Friday. But you can come next Friday. Is that right, people? That's right. Fuck yeah. Once you're in, you're welcome. And now, hey, Firefly. Yeah. We're having a call coming at 5. We're watching for that. But I want you to give us another song. Your lyrics are amazing. It's kind of like a... It's like a, a reggae with Rasta reggae, but not with so much Rasta, but the reggae, but the spirit of the, of the spirit that comes right through you. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I believe I got you, sister. And, it, and that's what brought you through the door. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> because this is what it's about. It seems like everybody comes through this door is part of what we're about, which is about the spirit coming together to say that love will get you everywhere and hate will get you nowhere and uh, learn to love, love to learn. This never ends. And it's a zigzag journey and a spiral dance. Okay, so give us another song, will you? And For you're always sure. so welcome here, sister. Uh, so this song, um, it doesn't actually have a name yet, but yeah, it goes like this here.
of everything we do around here. Is that right, Val? It's the work of that process saying we're all one. That's not something that comes out overnight. That's not something which uh, happens just because you say it. It's the process, the process of life. And looking back, uh, uh, hey, Firefly, looking back as a man of 78, where's Firefly? 78, soon to be 79. That's uh, that. Uh, that more and more, do I realize that's what it, what it's about? When I realize that life is about what learn to love, love to learn. This never ends, and life is about realizing that love will get you everywhere and hate will get you nowhere. Is that right? That is definitely true. And I think once we understand this, it's definitely true, and we're all on a learning process to help make that happen. Am I right? Yeah. It's not something just by you say it, la la. They always say about hippie, blah blah blah, hippie, la la la. But it's a serious. It's not only is it is it a serious path in life, but it's also a lot of fun and interesting. And uh, you know that the best things in life are free. Is that right? Hell yeah. <laughs> and what I said, so what I said, so what came for me from the spirit was this: life will get you everywhere, love will get you everywhere, but hate will get you nowhere. Is that right? That's hella true. And then uh, hella true is the last thing. What are we on, Firefly? It's a zigzag journey. It's a spiral dance. For sure. Fuck yeah. Thank you. Fuck yeah. yeah. And what we have here at Rainbow Family, indeed, all you folks out there, once again, I'm saying howdy because I know all over, the, all over the planet, Rainbow Family people are listening. Do you know the Rainbow Family? Yeah, of course. Rainbow Family. That's me for 40 years. <laughs> and I've, uh, I was there in the Green Mountains of Vermont for the last gathering. And next year's gathering is going to be up there in the Cascades in Oregon. So I hear Where this that. is not people say anyway. So there you are. That will be to be continued. Hey, Val, did we get that call yet? No, not yet. Okay, what we'll, we'll we'll just We'll see. Would you have somebody sitting with you? I do. I'm, yeah, jo I'm uh, joined. Take it over, turn it over to you. I'm joined by yet another musician, uh, Erica Anderson, who came in. Hi, Erica. Hi, Val. Thanks for having me here. Hey, thank. Thanks for coming in today. It's such a pleasure. What a cool place you've got here. I'm so happy you came down to Mutiny Radio. Yeah, it's it's definitely hard to explain to folks, you know, who've never been here. We're like, no, just, just come down and you'll see. It's really funky and, and fun and inclusive. And, uh, you know, sometimes here in the studio, I kind of feel like I'm in a little fishbowl, but it's, you know, the window's open basically right there. <laughs> It's work with meaning. Well, welcome. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. Welcome to the Common Thread Collective. Um, so I'm glad that you came down today uh, because you have a new album of your music, right? I do. I'm just getting ready to release it on the 21st of October. Very cool. Um, so um, it's going to be a release on the 21st. Is there going to be a release party? Is there going to yeah, be... Yeah, we're going to have a big hella party over at the Berkeley Yacht Club, starting with a dinner at 7, and then there will be a ton of music starting at 8, um, including some friends of mine are going to come by and just play my influences, because, you know... We all know that the evening's all about me, right? That's right. It's your, it's your CD. <laughs> and, it's your album. And then uh, and then I'll have some of the folks from the album will come, come down and join me, and we'll do a few, few songs from that and, and a couple of new releases. Very cool. So um, so tell us a little bit about your, your background. How long have you been playing music and uh, making albums? Yeah, I succumbed to music when I was like five, and somebody you know, introduced <laughs> me to the piano that was in their garage, and that was pretty much it. But um, this is my first album um, after... A long hiatus doing other things. I kind of got back into music uh, oh, about five, six years ago. Congratulations. That's very cool. So this is your first album. So um, 
So you've got a few other musicians on it, and uh, where'd you where'd you make it? Yeah, so it was recorded at Sharkbite Studios and mastered at Coast Mastering. And the other musicians on the tracks are Bob Kuntz, who is uh, a music analyst over at Pandora, and a guy named Aaron Green, who does the percussion. And they they were awesome. They were great to work with. It was a fabulous experience. How cool! So you you play the piano, you sing, you write songs. That's I, your. I do, I do. I sing and write songs. Actually, I'm doing the uh, the backup guitar on this this album. Oh, cool! Multi-talented lady. Um, so we're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna hear a couple tracks from from your album, Heart Songs. And the first one, right? Do you want to introduce? The yeah, first sure. Song? The first song is called "I Love You," although it should probably be called "One Bottle Too Many of Two Buck Chuck." I wrote it for my husband one late night when we maybe had had a little bit too much two buck chuck, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, it's about it's about relationships. All right, let's let's do it.
That song was called I Love You off of Erica Anderson's new album Heart Songs. Oh, so beautiful, sister. And we're gonna play it we're gonna play another track too. Please, of course. And before we do though, um let's let people know how they can uh get access to this sure the easiest way to do it is to visit my website which is www.ericaanderson.com it's e-r-i-k-a-a-n-d-e-r-s-o-n and there's some tracks there that you can take a listen to and of course remembering that there's a hella release party that's open to anybody who wants to come on the 21st at the berkeley yacht club starting Music starts at 8, dinner at 7. Cool. Oh, my goodness. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so we're going to play another track. Is this track four, did you say? Yeah, track four would be tell, great. Tell us about track four. So actually, this I wrote this song on a day that was an awful lot like today, except that it had been raining straight for about four months. I was sitting on in my boat thinking, my goodness, this is a damp experience. This is the longest, coldest spring, and it just won't stop raining. And I was like, man, life is kind of like that, too. That's, that's what the song's about. <laughs> Spring 
more beautiful music from Erica Anderson. Th- I'm so glad you came in today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a huge pleasure. Yeah, and, and of course you're welcome anytime. And we will, we'll let people know to go to your website, Erica Anderson. That's Erica with a K and Anderson with an O. Um, EricaAnderson.com for the, the tracks and the new album, Heart Songs. That's some, that's some really pretty music. Like That's like, I don't know. I feel like uh, the last one was had a little a little flavor to it like you're kind of like sitting on like an outdoor patio and like the breeze is coming through you know and you kind of kick lounging back which is a good feeling it's like (laughs) beachy meets the meets the grateful dead (laughs) nice meets i guess bob dylan since we're throwing him in we are throwing him in yeah folk beach jam (laughs) exactly or etheric rock or etheric folk ethereal ethereal folk ethereal folk yeah it does have that it does kind of that kind of loftiness it's kind of floating um beautiful voice and uh lovely arrangements and i'm glad we could we could play some of your music thank you so much for having me awesome place down here right on well we'll collaborate further and you're always welcome here on uh mutiny radio that sounds great i'll be back for sure all right all right cool well i don't know what's happening next here um i'll tell you what while we figure out what's happening next do we have another track we could play sure which track track? i think track three is nice all right let's jump into it Blue days of winter. 
Beautiful, beautiful new new album. Eric Anderson, Heart Songs. Check it out. Um, album release coming out this month. This month. Um, so it's a beautiful day here on the Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio. We're at 21st and Florida Streets in the Mission District of San Francisco, and uh, we're just cr- cruising right along. We got about another uh, 25 minutes or so of the show. And uh, a friend who hasn't been here in a while, but always good to see you come back. Jorge's out there who's going to play us a couple songs. Hey, Jorge, go for it, my friend. Take it away when you're ready. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Diamond Dave. Thanks, Valerie, for having me back. My name is Jorge K. I'm here representing the Free Paintings Band here out of San Francisco, bringing back music to San Francisco, just like you guys are doing every week. Thanks. And here I go. the 
front and
Thank you. Wow. Carlos. Jorge. Jorge. Jorge, pardon me. Jorge, that's a great guitar. Hey, Jorge, I'm going to take off, uh, Val. You're bound to continue. And I'm not sure who else is. Oh, we got. Uh, yeah, uh, Jorge's going to play here. another song, and then James Ellis will be up there with do, Bloodflower. But you've got an, another do, announcement. I, did, I have another uh, gig, something i got to do, which is to play um, Arturo, uh, Arturo Rui. The Resistible Rise of Arturo Rui playing at CCSF's Diego Rivera Theater tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Oh, my goodness. That's a long, it's a long play with many, char- many characters. And many scenes. It's called. It's about the rise of. It's about the rise of Hitler, but it's played as if it's a. Uh, it's a, as if it's gangsters in Chicago. Uh, Bertrand Brecht had never been there. He wrote it in Finland in 1941, but he'd gotten out of Germany, out by the skin of his teeth. You can read his biography and see how he did that. But he's in Finland, waiting for a uh, visa. To come to the United States, he ends up trying to um, with a bunch of other German intellectuals in Hollywood, writing movies or helping to write movies or friends giving him, getting people jobs to write reviews. With Kurt Vio, he was there, and it's happening. But wrote this play, and it's it's uh, what's about what's uh, give us the name of the play again, uh, Val? The Resistible Rise of Arturo Ui. And he says he was supposed to call today. I don't know what happened to him, but he was a chief gangster. He's a chief gangster. And uh, it's all about gangsters. I'm the MC, and I'm going to leave with, with what I'm going to uh, how I begin the play. I, with, I begin the play with many scenes, many roles. Well, I begin the play, I say. Ladies and gentlemen, we present today the great historical gangster play. And then I end, there's some other things too, and then I end by saying, but this is recorded. So it comes out of my, uh, with about the rise of Hitler, the, out of this, this gangster comes more and more a Hitler-like character. There's a, and you begin to see the, uh, the, the parallel. There's a warehouse fire, but instead, that, but that's where they take on the Reichstag fire. And Goring and Himmler all appear there under na- other names as gangsters. And I end by saying, but this is recorded. So it booms out of the loudspeakers. After this Hitler guy character, Arturo Uwe, appears on the balcony with, uh, as a Hitler. And people are going, Sig Heil, Sig Heil, Sig Heil. And then it ends and says, then I say, recorded, the bitches in heat again. In other words, uh, the parallels with today are irresistible. Mm. Irresistible, irresistible, if you could see it that way. Sounds pretty powerful, Dave. And, you know, I ran in, You know who I ran into was Molly, um, uh, what, you know, Roman, who does the weekly review here on Fridays at Mutiny Radio from okay. 12 to 2. It was originally the re- weekly review with Roman and Molly. I remember. Oh, and okay. so Molly's back in San Francisco, and she's coming to see your play tonight, I believe. Tonight or tomorrow, she'll be there. So look for her. Okay. Her mom's I, up I there, too. Her mom's a poet. My role, I have two. I was really to be there. Mm-hmm. And cast the spell, and they wanted, they wanted a diamond, Dave. But I really just have those lines at the beginning. But I'm not fast enough for it. My ability to memorize lines, as you can imagine, is kind of slim. Most of my lines are my own. Is that right? That's true. But I do say that and establish that spell. So if I see Molly, if she expects me to have more than that, well, we'll oh, see. I don't know. I, it is what it is. I just let her. She she just mentioned that she was going to go out and see okay, the play. Okay, good. I like to see her. So go on out there, folks, to CCSF uh, at the Ocean Campus, uh, the Diego Rivera Theater, tonight? and tonight and tomorrow, tomorrow at 8 p.m. and Sunday. Matinee at 2 p.m. 
Huh? All right, and Dave. Then I could break a that. leg. No, then don't I break anything. Break anything. Well, don't break anything. That's a metaphor. I'm doing fine. Just I, shatter I, I, some minds. And uh, <laughs> oh, they have me before in the crowd as the people are waiting, doing my thing, and the, and the crowd is uh, waiting to be allowed in. I'll be doing stuff, poetic stuff. I can do what I want. I can be do my be my own voice. I'm not just reading lines. Very cool. And then in the uh, intermission, where they're just sitting there. It's a it's a theater in the round, actually in the square. So people are just sitting there for 15 minutes. And I, again, it's up to me to entertain them and try to get them involved in what's happening. If you got any questions, I might have answers. I might have some questions. If you got any questions, I might have some answers. No one better, Dave. Well, I don't know. About Venture that. well. Uh, Enjoy uh, and and have a great night tonight over at the Diego Rivera Theater. So here we are um, moving right along, the Common Thread Collective. And Jorge has one more song to play for us, I believe. So go for it. Thank you. This one's called As I Stare Into the Sun.
Right on, Jorge. Hey, real, real, real quick. I I missed right at the beginning, uh, before you played your first song. I, Jorge, I missed right right at the beginning before you played your first song about your band or how people can find your music. You want to jump in here and tell folks how people can find? Oh, yeah. Thank you. So on any social media, I go by Jorge K, and so I spell that W-H-O-R, as in whore without the E, and then hey, as in H-A-I-G-H, hate street without the T. Whore without the E, hate without the T, Jorge K. And we're called the Free Paintings Band. We're a shoegaze psychedelic rock band. We play all over the Bay Area all the time. Please come see us. We'll be dropping a record soon. Thank you. Jorge K. and the Free Paintings Band. Cool. Nice. Yeah, you're welcome. Good to see you again. All right. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm here in San Francisco. And uh, our next performer, who may, in fact, be closing up the performance aspect of this show today, is uh, none other than uh, the poet and raconteur James Zealous. Uh, and I believe uh, maybe there's going to be some music in the background. This is Mr. Ryan Casata on the piano. I see. We are forever looking at the content of presence. The content. And not that which is present. Shall we look at it? Presence. (laughs) Tasteless, colorless, odorless. Thus, it is subtle. Presence. It cannot be fractured, split up. Thus, it has integrity. Presence. You can't throw dirt on it, stain it. Spray paint your name on it. Thus, it is immaculate. Presence. You can't sell five pounds of it. It is valueless. It has no market. Thus, it cannot be bought. Presence. Everyone has one. So no one goes without. Thus, it is abundance. Presence. It's all we know as knowing. Thus it is omniscient. Presence. It's always there. Thus it is omnipotent. Question. Is something 
that is omniscient and omnipotent, also omnipotent. It's Mr. J. Krishnamurti from his book, Commentaries on Living. It's called Chastity. The rain was ripening, the rice was ripening. The green had a golden tinge and the evening sun was upon it. There were these long narrow ditches filled with water and the water caught the darkening light. The palm trees hung over the rice fields all along their edge and among the palms there are little houses dark and secluded the lane meandered lazily through the rice fields and palm groves it was a very musical lane a boy was playing the flute with the rice field before him he had a clean healthy body well proportioned and delicate he wore only a clean white cloth around his loins the setting sun had just caught his face his eyes were smiling. He was practicing the scale. When he got tired of that, he would play a song. He was really enjoying it. And his enjoyment was contagious. Though I sat down only a little distance away from him, he never stopped playing. The evening light, the golden green sea of the field, and the sun among the palms, and this boy playing his flute seemed to give to the evening an enchantment that is rarely felt. Presently he stopped playing, came over and sat beside me. Neither of us said a word, but he smiled and it seemed to fill the heavens. His mother called from some house, hid among the palms. He didn't respond immediately, but the third call he got up, smiled and went away. Further along the path, the girl was singing some string instrument. She had a fairly nice voice across the field. Someone picked up the song and sang with full-throated ease until the male voice had finished it. It was getting dark now. The evening star was over the field and the frogs began to call. How we want to possess the coconut? The woman. In the heavens, we want to monopolize, and things seem to acquire greater value through possession. When we say it is mine, the picture seems to become more beautiful, more worthwhile. It seems to acquire greater delicacy, greater depth and fullness. There is a strange quality of violence in possession. The moment one says, it is mine, it becomes a thing to be cared for, defended. And in this very act, there is a resistance which breeds violence. Violence is ever seeking success. Violence is self-fulfillment. To succeed is always to fail. Arrival is death, and traveling is eternal. To gain, to be victorious in this world is to 
lose life. How eagerly we pursue an end. But the end is everlasting and so is the conflict of its pursuit. Conflict is constantly overcoming and what is conquered has to be conquered again and again. The victor is ever in fear and position is his darkness. The defeated craving victory loses what is gained and so he is as the victor. To have the bowl empty is to have life that is deathless. Thank you, thank you, James. Thank you, James, uh, and thank you for reading Jay Krishnamurti, and thanks, Ryan Casada, for playing playing along on the piano. It has been a really uh, moving and and great day, an energetic day here on the Common Thread Collective. Um, we started off with the League of Pissed Off Voters here giving us their uh, giving us their uh, slate card and some of the reasons why they've um, they, they said thoroughly researched and thoroughly biased. Um, but but uh, it's, that's democracy, folks, and that's what we're all about, getting everybody in there and um, making sure that, you know, you may not, you may feel a little bit thrown off by everything else, but, you know, if you just kind of focus on a few things, just know that we're not, you're not powerless. Uh, you are powerful. Um, so I'm going to be closing up the show here. I'm actually shuffling through papers here for a quick poem to try to try to round it off here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, thank you. That's. I wish I had the microphones on for everyone to hear that <laughs> as I shuffle through papers. Um, let's see. Oh, I also want to thank uh, my guest from Women's Magazine today, um, Women's Magazine Global Vowels 2 to 3 on Fridays here on Mutiny Radio. And uh, I had a, a really inspiring guest today. Her name was Trisha Rose, and she read um, a poem about... Uh, well, healing, because uh, there's a lot of ugliness afoot, and uh, we just need to heal each other and ourselves. And I can't seem to find the exact poem that I want to read, but that's okay. I'll, I'll read something else. Um, let's see. I got a couple more minutes here. Ah, uh, yes. Let's see. All right. Here we go. Additional change required. I put my ticket in and I know I've got to pay. Not only for where I've been, but for where I am today. Additional change required. Do we see that taxing nature of reality? I think we do. How much time have you spent? What distance? If we could only always just be able to renew our existence. Additional change required. Can I withdraw directly from my account? Or does it, this change come transferred over wire, traveling just as far as I have to make it to this point? Why must I now anoint this moment with treasures I have acquired? Additional change required. My finger is on the button. Sometimes I want it to spit out my ticket without me having to replenish it. But if I'm to go through to the next event, 
additional change required. Sometimes I just wish I was retired. A little something coming in each month to get a little bit of what remains to be desired. But the future is just a fantasy. And I know I must deal in the tender of reality. So I rummage through the lint of my leftovers, the relics of my ice cream dreams deep in my purse and pockets. Ha! I've got it. The additional change required. Thanks, everybody, for being a part of the Common Thread Collective. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And, uh, hey, I want to give a big shout-out to uh, Pam Benjamin because it's her birthday, and she's going to be headlining tonight at Pam Tastic's Comedy Clubhouse doing 42 minutes for 42 years of life on the planet. And she gives, uh, uh, like, so much of her life to this station and makes so much possible. So thank you um, for your work, Pam. And if you're out there listening right now, come on down and enjoy this show um, at 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, I think the rain has kind of let up. But uh, why not? Rain or shine, folks. That's what we do here at Mutiny Radio, pumping out whatever... Uh, well, whatever comes to mind, because it's free speech and this is America. So fuck yeah. Here's some Woody Guthrie. Peace, y'all. We love you. I ain't got no home. I'm just a roaming around. Just a wandering worker, I go from town to town And the police make it hard wherever I may go And I ain't got no home in this world Brothers and my sisters are stranded on this road A hot and dusty road that a million feet have trod Rich man took my home and drove me from my door And I ain't got no home in this world anymore Was a farming on the shares and always I was poor My crops I lay into the banker's store My wife took down and died up on the cabin floor And I ain't got no home in this world anymore around it's mighty plain to see this world is such a great and a funny place to be all the gambling man is rich and the working man is poor and i ain't got no home in this world anymore
you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission High for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. 
rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk, come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, we're in both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on MutinyRadio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son.
www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy. And this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at Podcasts. PCRcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, 